Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, are you a regular listener of The Bay? We have an opportunity for you to tell us how you really feel about our show. Our listener survey takes just eight minutes to complete. We want to hear what you like about the show, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. Just go to kqed.org slash the Bay Survey to take it. We appreciate you. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. The high cost of rent and life in the Bay can force kids to grow up fast. It's not uncommon for teens to work in order to help their families pay rent or afford basic needs. But two teenagers working at an East Oakland Popeyes say that vulnerability is being exploited. They say they've experienced harassment at work and that a kid as young as 13 was working long hours illegally. Now, at least one state agency is investigating those allegations. It's your workplace, you should be feeling safe, like corporate should be making you feel safe at work, but instead like they just make us feel uncomfortable not wanting to show up to work. Today, what workers say happened at this Popeyes in East Oakland and how workers and advocates want to hold the fast food industry accountable. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. The restaurant is in East Oakland on International Boulevard. Farida Javala Romero is a labor correspondent for KQED. It's run by a franchise company called 14th Street Chicken. Many fast food restaurants that you go to these days are actually run by franchise operators, which means, you know, these business owners will pay the fast food corporations uh, money to represent them and sell their products. What exactly are workers alleging happened at this Popeye's? Two 17-year-olds filed a complaint last week with state regulators alleging that the restaurant violated child labor and other labor laws. They say they and other workers who are minors have been made to work a lot more hours than allowed by law on school days and often late into the night. They allege a colleague was hired when she was only 13 years old and that she's been working 40 to 45 hours a week, including sometimes until midnight. And the allegations also include that minors have been witnessing workplace violence, sometimes between customers and staff, uh, which leads them to feel unsafe and that they've been subjected to sexual harassment from a manager making really inappropriate comments for any type of workplace, let alone one with kids. You mentioned a 13-year-old working there. Is that even allowed? It doesn't sound legal to me. So yet the law in California says 13-year-olds are only allowed to be employed as personal attendants, say Mm. as golf caddies, as babysitters, and when we had lots of newspapers as, as newspaper delivery boys and girls, but definitely not at restaurants at that age. And then for older teens, like the 17-year-old complainants here, they can work in fast food, but a max of four hours on school days and eight hours on a non-school day, and only as late as 10 p.m. And generally, and this is super important, both in federal and state laws, children are not supposed to be employed in any dangerous occupation. I know you went to a protest at this Popeye's in East Oakland. Can you tell me about what you saw and who you spoke with? The day the allegations of this complaint became public, fast food workers and advocates with the Fight for 15 campaign, which is funded by the Service Employees International Union, staged a protest outside of the restaurant. At this protest, uh, the two girls who filed the official complaint were there and uh, spoke at the event. One of them was Jomara Romero. She says she works as a cashier mostly at the Popeyes to help her parents pay for rent. And I feel like I need the job to like be able to help them. Then without it, I wouldn't really be able to help them. She said she sometimes had to stay until 11 p.m. I would wake up late. I usually would walk or take the bus to school, and I went to school all the way in San Leandro. And I felt like that really affected me a lot because I wanted to go to school. I fell behind. I started slacking on school. My grades started dropping. Like, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to graduate because I I was missing school so much, and I was falling behind. But she said really seeing her co-worker, who now is 14, also working really late just seemed wrong, and that's what inspired her to speak up and complain with regulators. It's like they're hiring minors, like 
not even 16 like below i don't think that's okay like it's just it puts so much pressure on a really young person for them to like go through all that trauma that they should not be going through who else did you see and meet at the protest uh like who else showed up in support it was a couple dozen uh, people. Uh, some of them were fast food workers themselves. Other people were more, you know, advocates and organizers with the Fight for 15 campaign. A lot of them, you know, felt like this was an example of what goes on in the fast food industry that they, um, you know, that they want to change. I want them to know that they are strongly united and we're here for them. I met Marina Orozco, uh, who's also 17 at the protest and a fast food worker as well. And she said she came to support the two girls at the Popeye's restaurant. Her mom is part of the Fight for 15 campaign. That's how she said she learned about the protest. Nope, it's not acceptable. So we need you to listen up and do better. Do better as a staff, do better as a management, and do better as a... She grabbed the megaphone and told the two um, girls standing there, including Jomara Romero, that they weren't alone, uh, that, you know, we're with you. And she said she unfortunately also had to deal with sexual harassment and that she understood what they were going through. So um, I was alone actually, and um, there was this guy that would come in pretty often. Um, he was like a regular, and he would, you know, um, flirt with me. And then he one day came to the back and tried to open the door on me and um, try to touch me and stuff. So um, unfortunately, I told the manager, but he said that was not his problem. So um, I ended up quitting because that is ridiculous. I understand that these things happen and it made me really frustrated and mad and um, disgusted with the workplace because they're not sexually harassed just by a customer but by their own manager, their own manager, and that is disgusting to me. Frida, is this news about these alleged child labor violations just like a one-off story like i feel like it's very headline grabby right like very shocking to hear about a 13 year old working at a popeyes late into the night but is it actually part of a larger trend do we know well i mean fast food historically has hired a lot of teens you know when you think of who works in fast food restaurants you immediately think of like younger people but it's one of the industries where federal regulators are finding uh, a lot of hmm. child labor violations. Often it's about kids working longer hours than allowed by law, but sometimes it's about dangerous job conditions for them. So for example, recently the U.S. Department of Labor announced earlier this month a more than $200,000 fine against uh, McDonald's franchise operators in Kentucky. Investigators found more than 300 minors who were working illegally at these restaurants, including two 10-year-olds who were working as late as 2 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And then these super young kids were doing things like working at the drive through window and operating a register. And even one of them was allowed to work uh, with a deep fryer, which, of course, mm. is prohibited uh, for workers under 16. So pretty shocking. So we've seen a lot of violations in restaurants. I talked to Reed Mackey, who coordinates the Child Labor Coalition with more than 40 groups nationwide. And they've been following these issues for decades now. The Department of Labor 
under the Biden administration has has found large numbers of of kids who are either working too many hours and sometimes even doing dangerous things like, you know, operating fry, frying machines. And he says, you know, often kids end up working in these jobs because of uh, poverty and economic pressures, either to help families in the U.S. or if they're immigrants to send money back home. Some of those unaccompanied minors owe money to coyotes that help them get here. And uh, they're under a lot of pressure to, to earn money. But some of it is just being driven by, you know, just being poor. He says we don't know the full extent of child labor violations in this country, but that they're definitely uh, underreported and underinvestigated because the enforcement agencies in charge of, you know, pursuing these cases are totally understaffed. The Biden administration is doing a somewhat better job of of conducting investigations and, you know, it's more aggressive. You know, part of it is that there are probably more kids working, too. For every violation they find, there's probably two or five or ten that aren't being found. Lately, this issue of child labor has come up in the public eye, in part because of big investigations by Reuters and The New York Times. The New York Times talked to more than 100 kids, including many unaccompanied migrant minors. That means they crossed the border without a parent. Uh, They were doing some really dangerous work, like the reporter found two 12-year-olds working as roofers in Florida and Tennessee, which is super dangerous. Uh, Other kids were working in, in food manufacturing, working with giant ovens, and in slaughterhouses. The two 17-year-old girls who filed the complaint with the state say they want to be treated fairly. They want their managers and fellow workers to get trained on how to stop harassment, and they want working conditions that are in line with the law. For organizers at Fight for 15 who help them speak out, there are also some system-wide changes that they want in order to help all fast food workers. In general, you know, for this industry in recent years, there's been a big push here in California to improve what they say are really bad working conditions often. Uh, Fast food workers, you know, which in the majority in the state are actually adult women of color, most of them Latinx, often complain of verbal abuse, being injured at work, sexual harassment, and even wage theft. Right now, there are two things going on in the state directly. One is, it's called AB 1228, the Fast Food Corporate Franchiser Responsibility Act. And if it becomes law, it would allow labor enforcement agencies uh, to also find the big corporations, uh, the franchisers, you know, so the McDonald's, Popeye's, Taco Bell, uh, for violations that they find at their uh, franchisee restaurants. The other thing is a new law that would create a council made up of fast food workers, uh, employers, and government agency representatives. And this council would have the power to set minimum wage and tackle other problems employees see uh, with the goal of improving working conditions. And the idea is to have a way for workers to have a greater say. But the law faces huge opposition from the fast food industry, which is bankrolling an effort to repeal the law and 
industry groups have now qualified a measure that would be in the ballot and in the election next year. So voters will decide whether, you know, we keep that law or not. Uh, And everyone expects it to be a big fight with industry and restaurant groups, uh, you know, spending a lot of money. Okay, so advocates and workers at places like Fight for 15 are calling attention to working conditions at fast food restaurants across the state and see this Popeye's in Oakland as just the latest example. But I do want to come back to this specific incident. What has Popeye's said about this complaint in East Oakland? Popeye's sent a statement uh, a few hours after the complaint was made public saying that they had immediately shut down the restaurant while they uh, were investigating. The company said that they won't tolerate violations of employment laws and that if any allegations prove true, that they'll take action against the franchisee. I got in touch with one of the executives at the at the franchise company, 14th Street Chicken, that runs this restaurant, and they said that they couldn't comment, but that they were basically denying the allegations. They said the story was different than what was portrayed in the complaint. But so far, like I mentioned, the restaurant is closed, and Jomara Romero is really worried about whether she'll have work, you know, uh, there again. Um, she says she needs this job, and uh, I think she's really feeling the, you know, not being able to, to make money these days. Well, it just strikes me, I guess, Frida, that, uh, you know, this Popeye's remains closed, and it sounds like it's leaving people like Jomara, who need the money without work and it's just i guess sucks that this is sort of the cost of speaking up and just trying to make your workplace safer yeah i mean usually enforcement agencies like the labor commissioner's office will not shut a business down while they investigate but i think popeye's corporate wants to ensure that there's this strong response and that they're make sure they send the message that they're taking the allegations seriously. But yes, unfortunately for Jomara Romero and her co-workers, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to get paid for these days and the and the restaurant remains closed. Frida, thank you. Thank you, Erica. That was Farida Javala Romero, a labor correspondent for KQED. This 24-minute conversation with Farida was cut down and edited by our senior editor, Alan Montecilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored this episode and added all the tape. And a reminder for you to take our listener survey. It's at kqed.org slash survey. We are a production of KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace.
Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 